The economic impact from the outbreak of the coronavirus dubbed COVID-19 uh, continues to gather steam. The Restaurant Association of Singapore is asking landlords to drop their rentals by about 50%. Already this has happened at Jewel Changi Airport, the very large shopping mall associated with Singapore's uh, well-known airport. 50% rental rebates granted there February and March. But the uh, Restaurant Association of Singapore, representing about 4,000 uh, outlets owned by its 450 members, says that other landlords should also come to the party. Uh, this, of course, because people aren't going to restaurants because they're not so much scared of food poisoning as they are of COVID-19 these days. Simon Littlewood, there's also some other news here from banks, DBS and OCBC rolling out relief measures for smaller firms. Uh, with a six-month debt moratorium on principal repayments for property loans to SMEs, as well as on mortgages for homeowners. Uh, OCBC working closely with customers, they say, looking to offer flexibility to accommodate each customer's financial position. Presumably that means that they um, will give them a little bit longer to pay on their loan repayments. And uh, another story here, this one from the uh, family office of John Lim, that's the JL family office along with ARA Asset Management and Straits Trading. A five million Sing dollar fund uh, being uh, set up to uh, give short-term loans to businesses in Singapore uh, so that they are able to overcome short-term cash flow issues. Simon, um, what do you make of the, the banks showing a little bit more flexibility. And you've read some of the detail here. Is this as charitable as it sounds? Well, we're very used to hearing about banks trying to lend more and more money to SMEs at relatively high interest rates. And we've expressed concern about that in the past because if you are strapped for cash, borrowing money at 12, 14, 16% from a bank might be a good short-term solution, but it's certainly not a good long-term solution, particularly if your working capital is not in balance. By that, I mean that the more business you do, the more money you need. Um, so what's being suggested by the banks is, is, is better in the sense that what they're saying is we won't charge you principal repayments. You can defer those for six for up to six months. Um, all you've got to do is pay the interest. That, that's great on a residential mortgage, of course, because the interest is relatively low and the principal repayments are relatively high. It's less good on a commercial mortgage where typically you've got much higher interest rates. If you're still paying the interest rates but you're not repaying the principal, you're still paying a pretty substantial nut every month. So it's not clear to me that that's massively helpful, yeah. And the other, the other thing that I'm bound to observe, you know, is that although this is supposedly for SME customers who are suffering from cash flow difficulty or about to suffer from cash flow difficulty, it's based on an impeccable payment record for at least 12 months. So I'm asking myself, companies that are struggling in terms of cash flow, how likely are they to have an impeccable payment record? A lot of companies being offered this will already have, have had to fail payments or be in trouble one way or another. Mm. Um, banks are a bit like this, you know, they always want to lend you money when you don't need it and they yes. never want to lend you when you need it. So I think generally it's to be applauded because it's qualitatively different from constantly trying to punt more loans into the SME sector. So it's a step in the right direction. I strongly suspect that, that more might be needed. I mean, if we think about Hong Kong, you know, Hong Kong has actually lent on banks to put cash into SMEs, um, you know, at relatively low or even zero and deferred interest to keep businesses alive. It hasn't, we haven't quite got there in Singapore yet, but I can see that happening if, if things continue, yeah. Right, okay, so in other words, I mean, conceivably, there may be very few takers for the six-month debt moratorium if 
the, your, your track record is already so poor that you have to ask for well, it. Well, you've got com conflicting things here because banks have risk requirements and, and, they, and they are legally obliged to maintain a capital adequacy ratio based on risk formula, which means if, a, if there's an increased percentage that someone won't pay you, they have to keep more capital in reserve to offset against that risk. So whilst they may be feeling that they should t they should loosen the reins a bit, on the other hand, they've got a problem, which is that if they do it too much mm. and their risk ratios change, uh, that reduces the amount of money that they can lend and it significantly impacts their business. So, so banks have, uh, have to tread a very fine line with this. Yeah. Yes. So should uh, SMEs in Singapore avail themselves of ARA Group Chief Executive John Lim's uh, kind offer, uh, five million Sing dollars, um, with SMEs being able to apply for loans of up to $50,000 up to a period of six months through uh, online crowdfunding platform Interest. Well, that's jolly nice of him, um, but that's $5 million, and OUB alone is offering $3 billion. UOB. Uh, UOB alone, I beg your pardon, is offering $3 billion, uh, based on the other scheme that we talked about. So UOB's bank system package allocates $3 billion for corporate customers, especially SMEs. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're talking about a significant difference in scale here. $5 million actually doesn't go all that far. I mean, hats off to the Lim Foundation. You know, they're doing something to help small companies, but it's a bit of a drop in the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, if you factor in the arrangement fees, which are 2% and an implied interest rate of 6% a year, on a short-term loan, you're paying something like 10% for that borrowing facility. So it's still quite profitable for the limbs, and it's certainly not charity, yeah? Mm. Or from interest. Yeah. Uh, at, at least. So walk us through that. How did you get to 10%? Well, okay, so if you pay a fixed fee of 2%, which apparently is half of their normal fee, which is presumably therefore yeah. 4%, uh -huh. to have the facility in the first place, and you mm -hmm. then pay half a percent a month, that's half a percent a month is 6% interest on the loan in a year, and 2% of fixed is 8 If the loan is only six months, then you're paying effectively 3% interest on the loan and 2% arrangement fee, which is 5% interest on a six-month loan which is the annual equivalent of 10%, actually right. slightly higher if you work out a APR. So, so if you're, if you're, and they're talking about short-term loans, they're talking about six months. So it's 10% fairly, it's not, it's not giving away money, is it? I mean, if you think about what base rates are in Singapore, yes. you can get money for a couple of percent if you're, if you're a blue chip yes. customer. Well, it depends on, on which bank you have your overdraft with. It could also be 10 to 12%. Yeah. No, no, I, I think that's more or less what they say, which is that it's 1% to 2% below the bottom available rate. But it's still, it's still quite a profitable rate, particularly, and remember, this is not a bank. This is a lending platform. So mm -hmm. this is one of those platforms that has very little fixed cost. One of the problems with banks is they're still carrying massive amounts of fixed cost. You know, they have huge buildings, lots of staff, all those kinds of things. These, these modern lending platforms carry very little in the way of cost, yeah? Yes. Okay, so, so we've heard restaurants looking to lean on their yeah. landlords, We've heard banks saying we'll make it more flexible for you at the very least, or we will even uh, give you a moratorium on, on principal repayments. We've heard lending platforms also offering to help. If you're an SME that doesn't qualify because you already have a rocky payment track record, or you don't want to pay 10% for, uh, for a loan off interest, what are your choices? Uh, well, I mean, I... I uh, <laughs> As, as a wise man once said, I wouldn't have started from here myself. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you do have ups and downs. Uh, a business that keeps a cash buffer and doesn't overborrow is going to be in a much better position to weather this storm than a business that is absolutely up against it already. And we know from our researches 
at Riabu that there are many businesses that are very much up against it in Singapore because what's happened is there have been a, a series of shocks to businesses in Singapore. You know, there's been the um, slowdown in China caused before any of the virus issues came along, caused by a drop in American demand as a result of the trade discussions. Mm -hmm. Discussions is a very nice way of putting it. A euphemistic it. Chinese New Year way to describe the spat between China and the US, yes. still unresolved, which has led to a significant reduction in manufacturing activity in China and has had a roll-on effect in all aspects of um, services and goods that go into China, and Singapore provides significant mm. amounts of both. But how do, you, how do you set up that cash buffer? I mean, particularly uh, food and beverage, F&B in Singapore, uh, Singapore's got great food, but you see the margins on being a restaurateur are so slim. Yes, and the and the and the failure rate of restaurants, even in a health and healthy economy, are incredibly high. Something like thirty percent, I think. So uh, it's not good when you get into a situation like. So this. how do you build a cash buffer in an industry like F and B? Well, uh, at the end of the day, it's down to how you buy your business, but uh, how you run your business. But a big part of that, as everybody knows, is 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 working capital, right? Um, and if you're doing catering for large companies or large suppliers, for example, and you have to wait seven months to get paid, when, for example, you've got to pay all your salaries, buy all your food, do all of that on the nail, pretty much, because, it, because you pay people in cash, uh, that's not sustainable. Yes. So the way not to get into a mess cash-wise is to ensure that you've got good disciplines in place for, for, first of all, controlling costs, but then actually getting paid by your customers promptly, yeah? Okay, so let me pin you down on that. What can you do today, apart from ask your bank, DBS, OCBC, United Overseas Bank, Standard Chartered, for some flexibility in the loan repayments? And if you don't want to, go for John Lim's family office, JL family offices, uh, $5 million loans. Well, you've got two bits to this. You've got getting money to help you, which is the, the borrowing bit, but you've also got cutting costs. So what you will already have done is you probably would have got rid of some of your part-time staff in order to reduce your variable cost. For many retail businesses like restaurants, about 50% of your cost is your rent, so approximately. So one of the things that you might be doing, and we know that this is going on in Singapore, is to talk to uh, your landlord and see if you can get a rent reduction. The only one we know of so far is dual at Changi Airport, which has offered all its tenants a 50% reduction rebate, actually, in rent. Um, What's the difference? Um, that's a very good question. Well, a rebate implies that you've paid them and they then give it back, if I understand the term rebate correctly, right. as opposed to a reduction which says I'm only going to charge you 50% in the first place. I don't know whether, whether that's just journalese and whether there is no difference mm. or whether that difference is implied, because a rebate could, could be, you give me 100 this month and I'll give you 50% back next month. I mean, I don't know. Right. Um, Either way, um, it's useful, but um, it's going to be a bit of a stretch for many of these quite aggressive property management companies to do this. They'll have to be quite worried uh, in order to do it because the general rule here is that you build it, people will come, you mm -hmm. charge them the maximum available rent, and as soon as they start to do well, you charge them even more rent. I mean, that's <laughs> essentially basically the, the Singapore model, right? Yes, it's called rent reversions, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's demand-driven, and, and there are actually much more frequent rent reviews in Singapore than there are in many other parts of the world, but it's not, common for, not uncommon for people to have five- or seven-year agreements on, on, on rent here. It's, they tend to be much shorter, mm -hmm. and you constantly see thriving businesses disappearing, um, and that's not because they're not thriving. It's because what's happened is that this particularly toxic brew has affected them. In other words, they've been yes. observed to be doing well and then the rents have been 
Yeah. However, I'm going to pin you down yet again. Dude, what what can try? you do? You're not going to go for the loan. You're not going to go for interest. You, and maybe your landlord's already turned down your uh, your rent request. What if you don't you do? have a business, all of this, none of this makes any sense unless you've actually got a, a business. So that's to say, assuming you've got a level of business activity, and we all know businesses at the moment that have seen a significant reduction in activity. If you've got a business to save, worth saving, then work out what you need to do in terms of cost reductions to save it. Take those numbers to your landlord, take them to your lender, get the best deal that you can. Bottom line, it's not in the interests of a lender for you to go bust. It's not in the interests of your landlord near term to go bust. In other circumstances, it might be. But right now, with the level of uncertainty in the market, he's not going to find another tenant. Mm -hmm. um, so you're in, I would have thought, a stronger position than at many times to actually get a better deal. Um, that's what you need to do. Unfortunately, what many businesses do is they keep soldiering on and hoping for the best. It's very important that you don't do that. Good. On that note, uh, go forth and tell us what the response has been from the landlord once you've gone to see them, if you've had particular experiences with the banks and whether they're willing to cut you some slack during these difficult times. Also, drop us a message and let us know how you went. Thanks, Simon.